right, hello, hello. Uh, first, of course, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out or hanging out for uh, the podcast and set. Woo! My guest tonight is, of course, Mr. Dan Backedall. Uh, and actually, me, me and Dan go back about a thousand years. Let's see, I, probably, I'm 50. 98. 98. 1998. Like, Not 98 years, 1998. So 18 years. Is 18, it 18 years? Isn't that 18? It's 2016 now. Uh, yep, that's 18 years. That's 18 years. Uh, so it was like, it's funny because I know so much about you. Uh, I can start by, like, hi, Dan. Tell me how you started improvisation. Uh, well, let's see. I, uh, I took classes at the... Pl- it sounds a lot like your story, because I took classes at the Players' Workshop. All right. And uh, I quickly, di- quickly discovered that that wasn't going to do it, so I started taking classes at the Second City and quickly discovered that that wasn't going to fulfill the need. And uh, I had avoided I.O. because it, something about it felt weird. I think it was the Improv Olympic was such a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I forgot there's people here. Um, uh, and I honestly, I thought what a stupid name and they do the Herald and that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. And I'm not doing shows there and the shows I had seen, I thought were crappy. And so I started taking classes and, uh, Dell one day, it was a super hot summer and I had class in a warehouse space next door and it was too hot for us to be in the warehouse above Goose Island. Right. So this is 3541 North Clark for those that follow along at home with the history. And, um, and uh, so we had to come over and be in the green room behind the Del Close Theater. And Wait, that tiny little room? That tiny little room. We were going to have our class in there with Sharna. And then Sharna said, ah, oh, this, this is, this is ridiculous. You just go downstairs and be with Del. So we went downstairs into the Cabaret Theater. So you're a level one. Level one, sitting in on creepy, dying fucking Del's level five where these people are all they're, they're the walking dead they're like oh god oh god he's just got done raping that one and screaming at this one and he's smoking and yelling and um and we came in and he praised something i did on stage and then the next week in class sharna said oh, you made a good impression with dell that's hard to do i said what 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 happened she said he said i'm just gonna say one thing male pattern baldness i've seen the future <laughs> I've seen the future, male pattern baldness. So that Monday, I went up to, at, at Armando. I was the host, which meant I got classes for free. So if you're going to do stuff at I.O., be a host and you'll get classes for free. And I went up to him and I said, hey. Uh, you mean you were, you were hosting? You weren't Armando. You no, were, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I was like taking tickets and checking right, IDs. Right. So I was asking Miles, do you, do you have an ID? And he would go, what the fuck are you talking about? And he go and play the show, and Grandi and Gregor Abba. No, all these people are like, I'm a, my fucking ID, dude. I play the show every week. Please look move at the aside. wall. Yeah, and and Frank Janish going, you gotta get everybody's ID. If you're not getting IDs, you're fucking you're out on your ass. And I was so scared that I was gonna lose my spot and wouldn't be able to pay. Anyway, I went up to Dell. I made the the biggest mistake of my career, going up to Dell and going, Hey, male pattern baldness, <laughs> huh? <laughs> and he looked at me and he went excuse me and i said i heard i heard you've been telling people that i'm i'm balding and he went it appears i was right and he turned around he turned around to talk to whomever it was he was talking to who was not fucking me and i went what the fuck are you doing and i never took my balls out of my purse again um and then i had your class and I remember you had a similar reaction. These are the, the reason I tell these this part of the story is because this is the shit that made me stay, even though it was terrifying. In Chicago, it can be terrifying because you have how many people in that training center at ninety eight, two hundred and fifty students, lot, yeah. a lot doesn't matter. And uh, I had your class, and after the first class, I remember you saying, "Who are you? Where'd you come from? What's your story?" You had a few thing. other people because I mean, I, I was level five then. You had me in level no, but five. That, no, but then you were you were. Dell had died, and you had started doing. Oh, no, that's no, right. Yes, yes. Del it was, was just dead. before Dell died. It was just before he died, and you started doing. For whatever reason, you were doing a three or a four, right? I'm probably subbing. Yeah, you All were right. subbing, or or you were somebody else couldn't do it that session, that whole session, because you were our teacher for the whole session, and we murdered the. Well, we we 
It was terrible what we did in class. It was horrible. It was repetitive and garbage. The suggestion was like dumpster. And every scene was like, hey, look at that dumpster. <laughs> and then and when it wasn't that, it was like, what are you leaning against? A dumpster. You know, it was, every scene was garbage. Um, and afterwards, I remember, yeah, not on purpose. But I remember afterwards you came up and you said, what's your deal? Where'd you come from? Who are you? And I was like, I'm, I'm an actor. I just wanted to do this. And you were like, oh, you're good. You're good. And then the next week I heard that you asked Karen Gracchi to do a show. And I was like, what's this fucking guy's problem? Why would he come up to me and then ask someone in my class to do a show? I know the history of that now that right. it was, why do it with another guy when you can do it with a woman? And that way you have right. a woman that can actually play women. And it's believable instead of 52 weeks of convincing the audience that the ball guy the is, ball a guy is a chick. <laughs> it's a um, uh, little inside baseball. Um, and that was no, that. But, 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 but that was that. And then we started doing our show. But very quickly, for those of you, I mean, I'm sure it's been out there before. Uh, Dan and Karen were both part of a very group, good class that I had. Uh, and Dan was hands down the best player. Karen was a super strong player as well. And I wanted to try and do the first two-person show. And I wanted to try and do it with, I thought a woman would have, there would be a natural tension between us that we could play off of. Right. Uh, and she wasn't interested uh, so then I said, all right, fuck this. I'm just going to pick the best player that I can, I can think of. Who's also, who, I also still wanted a student. I wanted someone who was, uh, going to guide an idea. I wanted someone who would listen to me. I, I didn't want to pick someone who was on par with me where we'd argue or whatever. Uh, so that's how, that, that's when we, you and I started working. Right. Uh, which eventually became Zumpf. Yeah. And I mean, it was Zumpf week one because we rehearsed. I mean, our rehearsals were, we'd be. We're, I don't even remember where we rehearsed. They smoked a lot of pot, so I don't remember shit. We rehearsed a lot of different... We rehearsed anywhere we could find. Right. And I remember I made you play everything I knew as a two-person form. Right. Yeah, we did a two-person movie. Two-person decons. Two yeah, two-person two yeah. deconstruction, two-person herald, two-person... Uh, the Laurent is a real challenge as a two-person form because you have to go, and now I'm editing, but I'm not leaving, <laughs> and I'm a different person. And that's where I think we began to to discover... Uh, by accident was most of the good shit that we came up with was stuff that would happen on stage. <clears throat> I don't know what you're going for, but it looks like this. So I'm going to take it as this because we don't have time to talk on the side and right. go, where do you go? Oh, we'll do that. We would just go, boom, a new more new move is born. We talk about it afterwards. And then that's a new part of the, the, the show, a new part of the style of, of play. Right. I remember because we kind of because a, a lot of the editing techniques had been established with Trio. Right. Which was a great and, show in Chicago yeah. with Bob Dassey, Steph Weir, and Rich Tellerico. Yeah. Uh, which we sat and watched together yeah, every week. A lot. Getting and angrier about and after. angrier. Yes, getting angrier uh, and angrier. Again, that's always the highest praise when a show pisses you off. Yeah. Um, but so it began there. And like, but we just wanted more tech because you had to have a few more techniques because we also wanted to move faster. Right. Uh, so we eventually did it and it was great. Yeah, and it was great. So that's, that's the story of how I got into improv. I was an actor, and I did a play in college, and it was a glass menagerie, and I was playing Gentleman Jim. You bump into the table. The unicorn's supposed to fall off. The horn breaks off, and the show continues. I bump into the table. It's a raked stage. It rolls into the pit. What was that? The table. Did anything fall off? Huge uproarious applause and la well, a laughter from the audience because the whole fucking table went into the pit. <laughs> and I tried to just continue, and I thought, I need to learn how to improvise so that when that happens, I can say, what was that? The table. Oh, I hope nothing broke. Or something that will Whoa, keep the Let me go get the fucking yeah, table. let me go get the fucking table. You know, anything <laughs> other than just stick with what's written because I'm terrified. And so I thought, well, I need to figure out how to improvise. And I was in a touring company with a, a repertory uh, theater company, came through Chicago, saw a horrible Second City show, thought it was all improvised. It's not. <laughs> saw the pictures on the wall and said, these people are all famous. I'm moving here. I can be that bad. I'm going to do, do this. And when I got to town and I found out that the people on stage, when I was there, was one class. And by the time I got there and moved there, the people on stage were now Scott Adsit and Tina Fey and Rachel Dratch. And the, it had shifted. Things, the paradigm right. had shifted. Yes. And Paradigm Lost was the first show I saw when I came to town. I went, holy shit. Oh, so shit. you missed Pinata. Yeah, I missed Pinata. So I didn't see it happen. I just saw the results of it. I saw... 
And I said, oh, there's no way this is fucking improvised. And a lot of right. it still was that formulaic improv. But And I said, oh, okay, well, this is going to be harder than I thought. And I just asked, where did these people come from? How did they get this job? And everyone said, I-O, I-O, I-O. What's kind of funny is that you're going to a sketch place that's famous for sketch, thinking it's improvised. Yeah. I mean, do you watch plays and go, how are they doing this? No, this is all improvised. No, but here's the everything's thing. everything's improvised. Here's the thing. And I've mended my fences with, with the Second City. But I will say this. They have misrepresented themselves for 50 years using the word improv at all because they don't use improv as improv they use improv as a tool right they use improv uh, but they've always said that yeah not 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 the, newspapers in tulsa and in miami and all over the place I right ah oh, the great improv you know right. kingdom of second city and you go no not even the greatest improvisers without a doubt i mean when i was there yes steph weir was on stage and so the no offense but probably the best improviser in town was on stage, right? So they had the one. The next four out of the top five improvisers were playing at I.O. That's really fucked up that you just said that. That's okay. You're I, number two. That's okay. But you were number two. That's okay. That's okay because I taught Steph Weir. Good. Uh, good. That's, so the, that's the That's why she was so fucking good. Uh, that's actually funny because we were talking about that briefly outside. I had her in class, and she was one of those people. Just like you're just you're just fucking good. Yeah, you're already good. Just just be you. I'll, I'll try not to fuck you up because you're you're just fucking yeah. good. Uh, I was thinking it's as far as like back to, you know to, to 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 improv a bit. Like you and I, because I, I ended that very quickly. And this is toward how you get better. It's like when when we started working, we worked all the time. Like almost yeah. every day, we'd be somewhere trying to do something. And then eventually we moved in together. Uh, and we'd be watching the judge shows. We were watching in the afternoon, uh, moral, moral Court, <laughs> Judge Judy. And we, we grew up in the south side of Chicago. It, times were tough, right? <laughs> what was that, Moral Court? Anyway, and we'd watch all the judge shows and we'd do bits and we were farting around and we were, we were working, constantly working. Yeah. Uh, I just I think that's a good thing for, to people to realize. Cause I, I always point that like the teams that I saw, like I remember when the UCB four, uh, when they're back in Chicago, still coming up with the the show that they took to Colorado that got them their TV show. They'd be in the IO every morning at nine in the morning working on shit. Uh, too many people just like I do it once a week. I'll be great in a, six months. Yeah, it's like no, you won't. Not if you got to get 10,000 hours, but that was your, I mean, that was your, I never would have thought of that. Your whole drive behind it was we need, we need to know each other on stage. And that's anytime that I've tried to teach or coach or anything, I say, look, there's not much I can do for you. I can teach you a form. I can teach you. I can tell you you're not listening, but I can't do anything for you that you're not willing to do for yourself. I can tell you one thing that will really help is if the six of you know each other inside and out, warts and all, you know all the secrets about each other that you can fuck with each other and throw a little grenade over in there and they go, oh, I see, you're going to use that. Okay, I got to play that character now. That character that I told you I hate playing, but you're having a lot of fun watching me do it. Dance, monkey. <coughs> uh, that that was invaluable. That was... Well, that's ensemble. That was what made... Exactly. But that was what made the two-person ensemble feel like an eight-person ensemble because we knew so much about each other. But that, that, that was, in part, my thinking was like the, the ensemble I had prior to that was the family. Right. Right? I'm like, well, that took years. and a lot, That took years and a lot of different we work. We didn't have time. And I'm just like, no, no, no. But I'm thinking, hey, just two people. How fast can you build that ensemble? And so I sort of just forced myself to, hey, here's me. Here's yeah. who I am. Here's everything I fucking know. Know it all. Right. Uh, and, I'm su and I'm such a narcissist that I was like, oh, I'll tell you everything about me. Um, but here's, here's the thing. I was just home recently and, uh, did a show with Ed Furman back in Chicago and we were talking about success and failure and, and Eddie said something that I didn't realize I agreed with until we're sitting here now talking is that you learn so much more from failing and we failed so much. Oh yeah. And I mean, how long did it take us to have a good show? You know, we were doing some well, two man show we Wednesday nights. No one was there. We worked together on this shit for like six months horribly for six months before trying, we tried before to we put up a show it. yeah and we put up a show and it was a good two to four months of doing a show of doing for a show. five people because this is back in chicago when there were no late night shows there, there was no show after 10 p.m 
uh, at the I.O. in Chicago. And the only late show was on a Sunday night, and that was usually some main stage cast members coming up to do right. some passion project, a quartet, a trio, something like that, or right. a weird ass. And so we were like, let's try to do that on Wednesday night. Uh, so we'd, do, we'd show up at, you know, the, everyone would leave, and like six, eight people who were just, you know, the nerds of the time. Yeah. Would you know would hang out to watch us us just kind of do a train wreck, and it was the kind of thing where there were shows. I'm not sure if I did it with you. I remember doing it when you weren't there. I did it with Noah, where we literally just broke into an <laughs> argument on stage over what we were doing. I have no doubt. I'm like, that that did you happened. not hear what I just said? Yeah. And and when I did it, when you went out of town once, and <clears> Be <throat> Becky Drysdale and I did one, and Becky was like, I'm not comfortable doing 45 minutes. We got to come up with some stuff. So Becky, being such a brilliant writer, right. insisted that we write some stuff. We wrote a song. <laughs> we wrote a couple sketches, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But one of the things we wrote was we started the show. I started the show and said, uh, "Miles is going to be here in a little bit." I don't know where the hell he is. Anyway, and then and then you hear, "Alert! Alert! Emergency! Emergency!" And it's Becky coming down. I'm from the War Department, and here's a FedEx for you, Dan. Back at all, and I open it. And it was a letter from the Secretary of Defense that said Miles Stroth has been killed in a plane crash. And I was like, oh, my God. And she said, oh, it's unbelievable. She pulled out a, a guitar and we sang a song saying some people walk for cancer. Some people walk for AIDS. But I will walk for miles. And we sang a song. We sang this song, which was like, join us. Let's bring attention to the great man that was Miles Stroth, who's now gone. And then we and then we improvised for like 35 minutes. And it was just such a strange thing that it was like anytime I tried to do that thing, and anytime I've tried to do something with it, whether someone said, I want to know how to do Zumpf, I was like, just forget it. Forget it. I can't teach you how to do that thing because there is no there, there is no thing there other than we knew yeah. how to do that. Well, the thing is, uh, yeah, there was no, I mean, because you and I used to, as large like I used to be driven by this a lot. We used to try and tweak the form and come up with different angles on form. Right. And there were loose things we tried to go for. But ultimately, it's just like Zumpf is you and me. It's just like Heather and Miles is me and Heather. Right. It's like there's no form there, but there's just two people there. It's like how, how, do, they play, how, do, how do they play off each other? I remember go, going back to like uh, the thing with when we were we were doing shows for almost no one for a while, and they were just stinking it up, and they didn't deserve more than, more than eight people. But then no. they started to, and I remember and it was a good lesson. I think I've said this before. Uh, it was Noah who basically said to you finally, like you know, stop waiting for miles. Yeah. Because uh, Dan was probably leaving me room, or you know, I'll, you know, I, I don't want to fuck up miles. Well, you were still my teacher at that time. Right, and that had to end. It's like yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when Dan finally, you know, just went, it was, that's, a, it was awesome. Right. By the time we were a standing room every night packed house, it really was, there was no drive. There was just, we were both following cause we were both leading. I mean, it's a yeah. strange thing where like neither of us are really that annoyance style player, but that's kind of what was happening. It was almost like, I got, I'm going to do a thing. And you, I know he's going to come with me. And you get up and push a button, and I'd stand next to you and go, I don't know where the fuck we are, but okay, and I'm in a this character. Is, this is where we're yeah, going. Yeah, and this is where we're going. And the <clears> next <throat> thing you know, you find yourself... That's the beautiful thing about a two-person, is that you find yourself in a physicality that you go, I was in this physicality five minutes ago. Maybe I'm that character again. He hasn't established who we are, just that there's a thing going on. We know what's happening but we don't know who the people are. I can be that guy again. Callback happens by ap absolute accident. Right. It's funny because I, I have I think of like the, the annoyance style versus what I would just say is people probably consider my style, which is an inaccurate representation. But I'm someone who very much like I analyze improv and I break it down. I come up with a lot of rules and ways to teach it, but I still play in the annoyance style in that. I make the strongest possible move I can once I have subconsciously, and at this point it's subconscious, once I have subconsciously recognized the situation presented to sure. me. Uh, so, and that's all we were doing. Just like, especially what's great about, so great to me about two person is like, there's no, no real time to think. No. It's like, no, you start and hey, you're going. So if you're thinking it's sucking. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're sitting and thinking it is fucking dog shit, that's the only thought you have to have is, Oh, this is dog shit because I'm sitting and thinking. Is the second you start to think in a two-person is the second you need to stand up and edit. 
you're, if you're thinking it's either you're not listening to the great thing that's happening from your partner or you're both sitting there going, what the fuck are we going to do? And look, we may do that in five minutes. You know, who knows? Might <laughs> a little sit there longer than five minutes, other. but yeah. Uh, so yeah, so just because I'm sure some people are curious, you've done some something stuff since Zumpf. I mean, I know Zumpf has been the highlight. I had a couple of, of your, kids. Is of that what you're career. talking about? Not your kids. You've been like you went. You went from Chicago. You went and did the Daily I went Show. To, yeah, I left Chicago and went and did the Daily Show. I was. Uh, I had quit the Second City. I had gone back to I/O and was working there predominantly, doing long form, try, trying to find something that gave that same sort of fulfillment that we had in Zump. Because I had left Chicago, right? Because I chased my now wife out to Los That's Angeles. That's right. That's right. She dragged you. No, I chased I her. I chased her. I remember you bought her some boots. <laughs> and, then, and then and then i asked to borrow a hair dryer and then you left um yeah i also so remember i, I, I also remember this, and, and this is completely fucking dumb because my, my wife had, had, had moved my my now wife uh then girlfriend had moved out to la because i had broken up with her one too many times uh <laughs> i was kind of a i was kind of a a dick hole in that way in my late 20s uh but I eventually, I'm, I'm like, this is the girl, and I've got to go chase her. And she eventually, uh, she, she wouldn't talk to me for a few years. And eventually, she she would. Uh, and she came out to Chicago to visit. And I had a room with Dan in our, our apartment. And Dan had snuck into the room and put a fucking fart machine uh, <laughs> in our mattress. And I remember I'm, I'm laying, you know, I'm in bed with, with, with my girlfriend. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, And literally, it happens once, then twice, and my wife, Kristen, my girlfriend at the time, Kristen, just like, Miles, and (laughs) when she says that, I can hear that in the other fucking room. This is ridiculous fucking giggling in the other fucking room, like, that son of a bitch, and like, it's in here somewhere, I don't know where it is. (laughs) He, He put that goddamn fart machine in here somewhere. So that's how you create comedy genius. Just I, a little uh, uh, remote-controlled fart machines, couple of I, I remember AA I batteries. I tried to revenge it because I found it. It was under the mattress. And the next day, I went into his room and I made. I took a chair from the dining room into his room, the dining room from the living area into his room. Uh, and I stepped out. I undid one of his grates and I put the fart machine in his grate. Uh, I knew he was going to think it's still under the mattress. I pretended like I couldn't find it all day. Uh, he's going to think it's still under the mattress. The he's gonna, long con. Yeah, so he's going to go. But I, I left the chair. I left the chair. So he walked into his room, said, chair, great. That's, <laughs> that's what he did. He's got it up there. Smarter uh, than a dog. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, so but, but don't, don't forget, we were working together, living together, consuming, eat, sleeping, drinking, this show and all projects related to it. And I went to Las Vegas with the second city because I was like, Oh, I got to take this second city. And I left for four months. That's, that's the first time we had like a, a pause in the thing. And that's when you got back with Kristen. So that, that's, that all kind of happened at the same time. I started very actively pursuing that second city main stage thing. Like I'm going to get that fucking job. That's what I came here for. And you kept going, that fucking doesn't matter. That job's not, it only matters if you want a career. Well, but I don't, yeah, anyway, like, without getting into that, because there's plenty of people that wind up getting careers without doing it. I can't think of any right away. But, <laughs> well, Jason Sudeikis didn't do Second City Main Stage, but he did do Las Vegas with me, so the argument falls apart. Um, but, uh, and I remember you saying, yeah, but well, we're doing this work. Look at the UCB. Those guys, they went off and did their thing. They do their thing. They do it their way. They created their own thing. We can create our own thing, and I didn't have faith in that. Anyway. So right. that's, that is, you know, that's what happened there. I left, then came back, and then you left. Um, what, what the fuck were we talking about? Fart machines. Fart machines. Uh, that's right, yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, and then I got the, the Daily Show. And that's you got the Daily Show, and yep. there's too many, you know, like, I, I know you can go off on the Daily Show for a long time, but you, you got the Daily Show, you move out here yeah. at, at the end of the Daily Show. Yes. And things were tight for a while. Very tight. But then you get legit. Yeah, then I did legit. And then after yeah. legit, I see you on vape. Right? Yeah, and yeah I got Veep and Legit almost simultaneously. I shot the pilot for Legit. Uh, then I came home and shot an independent film with some friends, just a thing that we put together, a thing called Four Dogs. And um, 
and then uh, I got an episode of Veep, one episode. And I went out to Baltimore and it turns out I, I, the whole episode was this fucking guy that I'm playing is what she needs. I'm the fish she was trying to catch right. in that episode. And that opened doors. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, legit is still my favorite thing I've ever done uh, in terms of, I think, what we were trying to do in terms of there's comedy in there, but there's a believability. You're not sacrificing these characters' real lives and a realistic approach to their lives in order to get a laugh. There's plenty of funny shit happening. Um, I mean, Jim Jeffries is a he's a brilliant fucking mind. He writes fantastic scripts and he wrote it all himself. Other people got credit. Um, you know, they would they would punch up an idea that he wrote, you know, but he wrote it. Um, and that for me was the first thing I had done since <clears throat> Zump that really felt like this is my thing. This is I'm a part of this thing and I have some ownership of the integrity of this project, you know. And then from there, there you know, other projects. Yeah, that and now it's life and peace. Now it's right? life and pieces, yeah. Uh, and you got a big part on that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's a whole, I mean, it's a network primetime show. Uh, I, I fucking love the people I work with. I'm thrilled with the scripts that we get. It doesn't have, you know, it's network primetime. So there's not going to be that same edge to comedy. People are going edge. I got edge all day. I don't want fucking edge. I want to escape. So it's a little easier solutions to our lives right. in a show like that. A show like legit, there's consequences. A guy gets a black eye. He's not going to talk to that guy for three days, you know? And right. they're fucking pissed off and something's broken that can't be repaired. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. I actually I want to give the audience a chance to, to, to ask you questions because I know everything I need to know. Uh, <laughs> He's ready to so, make You got a verdict? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, any questions from the audience? Anything for Dan? You. <laughs> you. You right there. How long did I take before I felt like I was confident in improv? Um, you know, I, my very first class, well, was at the Players Workshop, and I could tell that I got it better than the other people in the class, but that wasn't good enough because I kind of looked and I said, yeah, but none of these people are actors. The, I'm, I'm comparing myself to people who have never been on a stage before. It wasn't until I got in a Second City class where it was other actors, and Martin DeMott said, you don't don't worry about funny just be real and i went oh fuck real i can do real and so right then i felt comfortable i wasn't sure i was ever going to be funny but i knew i could be real i knew i could be believable and i think that that's what dell saw in that one class that i had with him before i had him at the end of his life where the suggestion was leather jacket and everybody was like Hey, we're gonna kill this cow and make a leather jacket. And then it was, hey, where'd you get that leather jacket? And that was every scene. And I came out in the scene and I just went, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And you know, it's like a tough guy. And he goes, freeze. What is this man wearing? And everyone went, oh, leather jacket. Yes, thank you. Sit down. You know. And and I went, oh, oh, I get that. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything funny. I just took the suggestion in a way that was like. Well, it's a suggestion. It's not the title of the fucking book, you know? Um, so I think from a very early time, I felt like I got that. It wasn't until we started getting packed houses and started playing together in Zump uh, that, that I think I started to feel confident in, I can do anything. I can be funny. I can edit. I can, in, I can invest myself in different characters. I can, I can um, initiate. I can support. I can do it all. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Mike. So basically, I built you out of stones. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, in the back. Um, do you ever improvise on set? On set, yeah, I, I improvise on set. I don't generally audition. Uh, um, no. I don't generally improvise at auditions. In, uh, for me, almost from the beginning, when they said, yeah, feel free to play with it, I went, okay, give me a job, and I'll play all you want. But I'm not improvising in an audition because I... I 
I don't know that it's true. I don't know that it happens, but my suspicion is always I improvise in an audition. You go, that was great. He's wrong for it, but that was good. Write that bit down. And now the guy that's going to get the job, they're going to give him the alternate line of, hey, say this line. We just thought of a funny line. Fuck you. I'm not writing your lines for you. You hire me and then I'll play all you want. Life in Pieces, we, we improvise a lot. Veep, they do a full, just for the fuck of it. Uh, you know, when they get it, when they have a setup and they go, we got it. This one's for fun. We improvise the living shit out of it. And in the process of uh, rehearsing for the episode, um, at least in ep- seasons one through four, we did extensive rehearsals where you would be in a room, do a table read, stand up and read through the script together, uh, rehearsing, and then you'd put the script away and you'd just play. So we improvised a ton in that. And in The Heat, uh, which, which Paul Feig directed, uh, I improvised a lot in that. Paul just kind of said like, oh, you're fine. Go, do whatever you want. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to give me a note. And he never gave me a note. He just let me play and play. All right, great. Anything else? I love doing this. You in, All right, you in the back. <laughs> you shouldn't have said I love doing this. They can I know. hear you. Well, the thing is, I think that I, I, I've done it a few times. Just, sometimes I, I, someone goes, oh, yeah, me? Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's like you're pimping the audience yeah, and asking pimp, a question. Pimp minute, pimp all right, is that it? It's like, all right, yeah, you in the back. It's Zumpf, yes. Yeah, Zumpf. How is it like going back to the roots in that? Was it frustrating or were you able to still use those skills you learned or was it even so I don't know whether Zumpf broke me as a group player, but I've never had any fun in a group larger than four since I started doing Zumpf. I mean, before we did Zumpf, Miles and I worked on a, uh, a team called Rockstar of Siam, which was a six-person Herald team, regular team on the schedule, uh, was born in a cage match type of thing. But like, uh, And that was all fun and good. But once we started doing Zumpf, anything larger than four, because I wound up doing a show called Four Square as well, anything larger than four, and I just feel like, ah, what the fuck do we need all these people for? <laughs> I mean, not like, because I'm here and I can do this, but like, why do we need all these people? Why do we have to have so many people? We can trim this down and get this done a lot more effectively and efficiently, and we can all walk out going, I feel good. I feel like I got my reps. I feel like I got some some laughs. I feel like I found some new stuff. I'm ashamed of this. We all get a, a full plate. Yeah, it's a, always been hard for me to go back to group after two-person just because yeah. you, you, you feel like you're sitting on your hands all the time. Yeah, you, too much time to think, as we were talking before. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking, you know, and I hate that, you know, the notion of like, oh, don't think. Fuck, everybody's thinking. What are you talking about? You think you can't scratch your head without thinking. Trust me, there's a thought there. I need to scratch my head. Uh, so you can't not think. But the more thinking I do on stage, the worse things go for me. All right. Well, one more. Yes, sir. <laughs> Zump. Well, Zump. I actually, I, I, Zump, I, yeah. I got kicked out of that story. It was a just. It was one of our Midland. Uh, practices where it was just, a rehearsal yeah, yeah rehearsal we're just we're doing stuff dicking around and we're in some scene and he names himself Ephraim Zumpf <laughs> like, he's a, I'm a sousaphone player for the greatest sousaphone yeah. player that ever lived he's like a homeless guy who was like the greatest sousaphone player that ever and he named himself Ephraim Zumpf and I think I almost stopped it right there I'm like I'm sorry what what's your <laughs> name what'd you just name that guy he's like Ephraim Zumpf and I was like and what caught my ear was Zumpf I was like that just sounds Weird and awesome. And yeah. I was like, and I remember it was that, pretty much that moment. Like that's that's our show right yep. there. And Zumpf. then and then what? Two years in, some dude shows up and he's like, "You guys named that show Zumpf?" We said, "Yeah." And he goes, "My name's Eric Zumpf." And we were like, <laughs> "Fuck you!" Showed us his ID, which doesn't mean much. He could have been a psychopath who changed his name. <laughs> Loved the show that much, but I'd never seen him before. Do you remember this kid with the driver's no. license? You don't remember this? I don't remember this. Holy shit. His you name is high, Eric Zumpf. No. And it also turns out that it's a German word meaning swamp. It's a real That's word. That's what I've been told. Right. It's a real word meaning swamp. But the thing that I loved about that is that we we got the name Zumpf from that scene. But then we created this whole like runner throughout the years that we did this show of these characters that recurred throughout called Hobart and Puddin who were... <laughs> 
who were a couple of homeless dudes. Hobart Mudlin and Puddin' Ginch. That's it, Hobart Mudlin and Puddin' Ginch. And they would recur throughout the life of this show. They would show up. You'd kind of have nothing to do, and you'd just go, oh, I don't know, I'm on <laughs> What did you say to me? And the next thing you know, it's a couple of homeless guys fighting over a quarter. <laughs> real real All right. sympathetic. <laughs> All right, that's great. I think we'll end that there. Let's me and Dan do a set. All right. Uh, what's going to happen is me and Dan are going to do about 25, 30 minutes of long-form improvisation for you. And all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Pigeon. Pig pigeon? Pigeon. Pigeon. Like that. <laughs> like that. I'm I walk out the door fucking... I got a dive bomb. There must be a nest. Don't shake your head like I'm making something out of nothing that fucking got dive bomb. <laughs> Wild animal. I don't want to have to climb up there again. Right? <laughs> well, you didn't get them. That's what I'm saying. There's a nest. You can't just shoo away one and expect that they're all gone. They're territorial. We have the cabin for one more week. All right? I, I, you know what? If I we, spent, if I we put the fucking chains on the tires, like I said, we can go now. We can just leave. That that would defeat the point of having this cabin for two weeks. I, I, I spent a week trying to find, you know, a, 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 some kind of bird that I've never seen. All right? You keep I, you, you don't tell me what it is. I don't, I don't see anything up there. I climb well, I up there. I don't know what it is. All I know is I'm, I'm walking out the door going, it's all right. Salt the sidewalk. And then get the fuck back in. And I hear... <laughs> and then I feel this. <laughs> so what? So, so, so you feel a little bit of, so a bird flies by you and, and you feel it. So it's a well. warning. You think that that's like, that's them going, this is as much as I got. That's them going, this is your first warning. <laughs> <laughs> that's not both barrels, bird style. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll look. Look, you know what? You know, if it were a rodent or something, you know I'd take care of it. I got no issue with shit on the ground. I'm all over shit on the ground. Shit in the air freaks me out. We haven't written anything. Maybe this is what we write. You know? Maybe we just take this whole thing and put... I'll start. I'll start. Right? I don't see any nests. What did you say? Anything. Huh? I don't. What? <laughs> Where'd you go? I, I don't see any nests. Who are you talking to out there? I was trying. I was. I was yelling to you. Do you hear someone? Yes. Hello? Oh no no no! Forget it. I'm talking to you now. Oh, oh hey. No. Hey. Nope. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't hear you. I'm trying to find a, a, a nest. I don't think exists. Oh yeah, there's a nest. They're all over. It's February. Yeah? They're halfway. What, what's halfway? The birds. They're migrating. They're, so they stop and nest? That doesn't make any fucking sense. They're migrating. They don't stop and nest. Good boy. Hold on. Hold on. Scoop my shit in the middle of winter. And I'm fucking... You must be in the, <laughs> you must be in the, the, the cabin down the yeah, road. 12. You brought your dog all the way over here to take a shit? <laughs> Picked it up, put it in a bag. And you threw it over there. A pile. <laughs> it's a pile. I burn them at the end of the winter. All right. But yeah, there's you, birds. There's you stay there. all winter? Oh, yeah. I just rented this for two weeks. We're trying to get something. Oh, you're writing? <laughs> No, we're not trying to write anything. No, we're trying to get a, a, a pilot. <laughs> What's that? It's, a, it's for TV. Television? Yeah, we're trying to get a... TV's dead. <laughs> Nobody watches TV anymore. Isn't that right? <laughs> you know what you ought to do. What? What ought I do? Write a book. <laughs> write a novel. People still read novels. 
Not on paper, of course. <laughs> Thank you for your advice. We're only out for, for one more week. I'd just like to get at least an outline down, maybe, for uh -huh. our pilot. Uh -huh. What's your pilot about? We don't know yet. <laughs> mm, sounds good. <laughs> I heard someone staying up in 10. So a couple of gay guys writing a book or something. <laughs> you should tell them. Tell them what? You, you know. You know what goes on up there. You know what happened up there. Hell, I was as close to 10 as I'm getting for the rest of my life. I ain't going back up there knocking on the door, I'll tell you that much. You got to tell them. I get, it's you, only right you tell them. You go tell them. I already made a poor first impression. He caught me throwing shit on the shit pile. <laughs> How long they been up there? How long? My uh, fella said they're going to be here two weeks. I don't know when they started, though. Two weeks? That's long, that's long enough. That's long enough. <laughs> they're going to start. <laughs> they're going to start seeing the bird. They're going to start seeing oh, the they, bird. They already started seeing the bird. Well, one of them did. They already started seeing the bird. The other one said, where's the nest? There ain't no nest. I said, oh, there's a nest. I tried to play it off. I was maybe he just There's dead unless we tell them. We got to tell them. I ain't telling nobody nothing. You go up that hill. I ain't going back up there. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to yeah, go up there near that damn thing. Hey, while you're out, will you run up to the... Uh, Convenience there and get a couple more six packs. We're almost out. We're out. This is it. I love how you say run up to the convenience like it ain't five fucking miles down the road. Yes, run up to the convenience. I put run the up. chains on. Quit your bitching. Maybe you need to get a couple of your uh, maxi pads while you're up. Hey! Hey! I ain't there yet. And if you were, if you cared, you'd know when I was there. You never know. It's always a surprise to you. It's the same goddamn time every month. Lately, it seems like it's all months. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell them. Hey, would you, uh, you see it? You see the birds? No, I didn't see the birds. There's a chick. There's a chick. There's a girl. There's a girl. Look at the girl. <laughs> oh, she's coming up the hill. She's coming up the hill. Why have you never seen a girl before in your fucking life? We've been up here a week. It's old girls coming up there. It's been hill. a week since I've seen a girl. <laughs> how long has it been since you've seen a girl? A week. There you go. Then you should know how I feel. No. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. What do you have so far? <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean dashes. I did dash, dash. While you're gone, I did dash, dash, dash. I read once, if you want to write, you just write. You don't worry about what it is, you just write. <laughs> oh, shit, 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 shit. The girl, the girl's here, the girl's here. Right? All right, be cool. Ah, what am I saying? I'll have to be cool. It's a girl. It's just a girl. Hi. Uh, can we? Can I do some work for you? You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out of this cabin. <laughs> this cabin is cursed. This cabin is cursed. Let me ask you something. You seen a bird? Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. I didn't see it, but I felt it. He. Oh, you felt it. He came. That means he's test. He, that's one of them test runs. Yeah. See? Did it? That's what I told you. All right. All right. All right. Uh, we're fine. We're only here for one more week. We're trying to get a, a pilot ready. <laughs> it's, it's like the uh, the first episode of a TV show. It's like this. That's always the worst one. That's always the worst one. <laughs> first one's always the worst one. Yeah, but you gotta get the first in, and then you can move on. Hey, to skip the first one. That's my thing. Skip, skip the first one. That's what I said. And he said, it doesn't, that doesn't, you that can't does skip the first one. It lays out the whole foundation for the, for the, for the series. <laughs> you need to go. You're both good as dead if you don't go. I did my bit. I said my pace. Even one. Beware the night. <laughs> she said beware the night. Beware the night. Right there at the end. 
I thought it was the birds we had to worry about. Mm -hmm. Alright. Well, okay. I, 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 I didn't see any nest. Uh, okay. You're taking that really well. You were completely freaked out about this bird earlier. Now some, some crazy hillbilly woman comes up here and warns us about it. And you're like, all right, no, 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 let me show you the nothing I got over here. No, 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 no. That's a crazy person talking crazy shit. I got dive-bombed by a bird, by an actual bird. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to about beware of the night. What the fuck does that even mean? It's practically night all around the clock up here. Look, you were bitching about dive bombing bird. Yes. Right? She comes up and says, "This cabin's cursed. We're, we're as good as dead. Beware of the night." I didn't say anything about a curse or. But a I start listening to that. All right, that sounds. Now I now I feel like I'm in a movie where if I stay here, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> idiot. What do you think? I mean, I mean, if that guy says that, don't do that fucking thing where you write what I say again. Read this. But, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't do that see fucking you. thing. God damn it. Where you, God damn it. I'm just kind of jumping all over the place now. I'm just kind of like putting it all together. Put it all together. We'll sift it out later. Right? And so how many words are there? How many different words are we going to use anyway? We need 27 pages. 27 pages, but how many different words? How many different words? I don't know. How many different words? I don't count, you don't count the words in a fucking pilot well, like you're counting the words should. in Shakespeare. What? Maybe we should. Count the different, different words? words do you think? All right, let's think about it. MASH, right? Great show. I remember the pilot. It was a movie. They made a movie. How many the different words? The movie was the pilot, I think. To me, that's a great... If you have a movie, you pretty much don't need a pilot. <laughs> that's what you gotta do. That lady's making sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm past it. I'm past that. I don't care about... Look, if you're suggesting that this is some sort of curse... I'm not talking about a curse. I'm talking about it's just a fucking crazy bird. I just won't leave for another two weeks. On down to the convenience. Holy shit. Right fucking next door. Is that a car? <laughs> well, goddamn. We got a customer. There's a car coming. I don't know. But they ain't here yet. I will when she gets here. I'm hoping. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a girl? <laughs> <laughs> They're parking. Not well. I'm guessing it's a woman. <laughs> it's a woman! Ah, she's doing figure eights in the parking lot. <laughs> On foot! Hello, hello. Oh, hi there. How y'all doing? Good. Yeah. I just need to pick up a couple sixes of beer. Oh yeah, you're just passing through? No, we're, we're staying up the hill in one of the cabins. <laughs> it ain't tan, we ain't staying in tan. All right. It's cold out there. It sure is. It's cold out. I think I'll leave it out. Huh? Hmm? I said it's cold out. I think I'll leave it out. All right, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're smart, but I can see that. That's two six packs. That sure is. You don't worry about that. What? You don't worry about. Oh, that. I can't do that. You can. And you will. <laughs> you stay right. away as long as. All right. Oh. My 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 my. You won't kiss. <laughs> Martin, 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 take it easy. Go to the slow play. Go to the slow play. I just gave her free beer. Well, you can't, you can't get Fred Bear. You can't get Fred Bear. You can't come out and solicit kisses either, but you just did. It's a world champion tongue right there. He won the kissing contest up at the lodge three years in a row. Really? 78, 79, and 80. Hello, Martin. I'm Charlotte. Oh, shit. It's always happening. I'm Chuck. Chuck? Yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dumb name. 
What are you talking about? Chuck's a perfectly good name. It's diminutive of No, Charles. you're right. It's a dumb name. Yeah, Martin. It's a dumb walk, walk away Chuck name. It's, it's Charles. Walk away. Mark the time. My real name. Mark the time. Expensive rental. It, it knows where we're going. Just fucking turn back on. Oh my god! I have to pee. I have to pee. We've we're, already missed the wedding. I'm sure we're almost there. Well, we've already missed the ceremony for sure. There's no way we make the ceremony. You did this on purpose. You've always hated my sister. Always hated her. Oh, here's a gas station. Let's pull in there. <laughs> I can ask for directions. I hadn't realized we'd already missed the ceremony. Yeah. Alright. Well. So now we'll go in and ask for directions now that we've missed the ceremony. <laughs> well, it just makes sense. I mean, th th we should ask for directions. I, I don't know why this computer isn't working. Oh, I hit the wrong... I was hitting the wrong button the whole time. Oh, God. Oh, I'm I'm an idiot. I feel terrible. Oh, and we missed the whole reception. We missed the whole ceremony. My sister will probably only get married once. <laughs> well, we're in the gas station. I would think you would do it for me. I would think you would try for me. No matter how much you dislike her or my mother, I would think you would try. You're not even listening to me. Well, I don't this know. Water is good. <laughs> Oh, I spilled a little, I dribbled a little bit of water on his soap. That's 
Sorry, I really had to pee. <laughs> Do you know where Cannibal Junction is? I love you. <laughs> You're mine now, you mark me. <laughs> Martin, what in the hell is the noise? <laughs> you piss on the floor. No, I didn't do it. My lady love did. She oh. marked me. Hello, I'm Chuck. She marked me. It's a diminutive of Charles. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. That's your, uh, that's your fella out there? No. No, it's not, in fact. I'm thinking I might stay here. We were on our way to Camel Junction for a wedding, but but we already missed it. You're mine now. <laughs> I smell like you. <laughs> Are you brothers? Oh. You don't look alike. It's not what I meant. You don't look anything like him, that's for sure. Hello. Oh, yeah, sure. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Really? Okay. <laughs> Back here. You're oh. kidding me. Hey. Any signing stuff? Yeah. No, no, I'm there. I'm there. You're gonna. You, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he says he's coming. condescending prick. <laughs> but this is your special day. Don't let her ruin it. You look beautiful. The marriage was wonderful. You're married now. I know. We're at the reception. Then what happens now? You, we finish the reception. And then you go... No, home. I mean the rest of my life. Do I just have children and then worry about them? Not right away. You can... <laughs> You can, you know, be together for a while before you start doing that. That's up to you two to decide. I don't know. He doesn't talk much. Well, it's, it's really late in the game to be figuring this out. You married this person. All right? He's your husband now. He didn't have many options. Don't make me sad on your wedding day. <laughs> I want to be happy for you, but this is really sad. It feels like you've settled. She over it yet? I'm sorry, what? Is she over it? No, yet? she's not Listen, over it. Listen, darling. Your mother and I, it wasn't all roses. No. Not from the beginning. No, it wasn't roses in the beginning. No, not roses. Certainly not. Are you are you drinking still? Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. I paid for it. I yes. might as well drink it. Yes, that's your father's rule. If it's paid for, he has to drink it. Particularly if I'm paying for it. I'm still saying particularly pretty well. 
Yes. <laughs> I think everyone at the wedding knows who paid for the wedding. You, oh, made, that very, right you made that very clear during the ceremony. Hi, right, everybody. Listen, listen up, listen up, listen up. Thank you all for being here. Uh, I'm We're all very... <laughs> Take a rest. Take a rest, caller. Uh, I'm right Sit down, caller. I'm in the middle of reading uh, Jude. Uh, all right. This I is have a microphone. <laughs> have a seat. They got seats up there? Sit down! Uh, I could sit on the... Sit on the pew! I'm, I'm, I'm up on the altar. I could sit on the... On the I could sit on my... I could just sit Look, on the three quarters of us have got to piss. Bad. So just sit down. Let me say something. It's my daughter's wedding. The party started last night. I should know I paid for it. Uh, that's the big myth. That the, uh... The group, he did! He sure paid for it! And the, groom's, the, big, the big myth is the groom's family supposed to pay for the rehearsal dinner. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. No. Cheap bastard. No offense. No offense. I love when people say no offense, and they've obviously said something offensive. It's the only time they ever say it. Never say no offense because you're beautiful. Anyway, I paid for this shit. I paid for all this shit. I want everybody here to have a good time. That's what it's all about. Now, when, uh, when your mother and I got married, we got married because we were pregnant with your sister, which is why you couldn't get married till now because she had to get married first because that dickhead Mike. Where the fuck is Mike and Candace? Where the fuck are they? Anybody know? I paid. I got them a fucking gas card so they could get here on time. Where are you? I paid for that shit. Anyway, go ahead, Padre. You finish up. All right, I've, I, yeah, I've, I've heard enough. There's right. a lot of cursing in there. Yeah, I am. All right, thank you. All right. <laughs> 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 know who gave him a mic? <laughs> I don't normally use a mic. <laughs> How's everyone doing? <laughs> <coughs> yes, so don't you worry about your your sister not making it or her terrible husband. <laughs> Alright? You just enjoy the day. Okay. I'll try. Mom, were you a virgin when you got married? Well, no, Dad said. Where's, where's my lovely bride? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, Mom, just go. Mom, just go. There Mom, she is. Hello. Soft. What light across the room no, breaks? No, 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 don't. Don't, 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 don't. You don't need to do that. It is the east, and you are my son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well today. I'm, I'm sad. Are you having fun? This is the most glorious day of my life. I my am wed to the most beautiful woman in all the land. <laughs> my mom and I were just discussing that the best time to consummate the marriage is probably a little while after the wedding night. If that's okay with you, I'm not really feeling in the mood today. I know you've waited. Waited. So long. I, and I appreciate that, but I think that if you can just wait a few more days. I, I've waited my entire life. As have I. <laughs> Truly. I know that's not true. I've heard. But I, I don't judge you. I don't hold that against you. But please, don't don't take tonight away from me. Oh, oh God. <laughs> at, least, at least let me... Listen. Uh, what? What? Oh.
off. You tight. Don't touch that. I'm not going to touch that. I'm good. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 